What's up, everyone? My name is Matt Story. I'm the host of What's Your Story podcast, where we explore the unique experience of leading while being a minority. So for today's episode, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bit of a shift from my usual conversations with uh, different leaders and understanding their story. Just given everything that's going on in our country right now, I, I wanted to take a take a second to take a step back and just share a little bit about how this is impacting me, uh, share a little bit about you know what I think isn't necessarily being conveyed, whether it be through the news, whether it be through social media, and then also just, just offer some thoughts on what can we be doing right now to, to really make a difference uh, in this world. So again, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get back to the, the usual fun uh, you know, deep dives into people's stories and understanding, you know, what makes them unique and, and makes them uh, special. But I, I thought it was important to do this. So hopefully this is something that you listeners also appreciate. So for, uh, first, I just want to start with how I feel. Uh, it's a question that I've asked myself. It's also a question that, you know, my family's asked and, you know, even a number of my friends and, and colleagues have asked, especially over, over the past week since the incidents that happened uh, in New York with Christian Cooper and then also in Minneapolis with the uh, killing of, of George Floyd. You know, it's been asking, you know, how are you doing? And, and that question for me has taken on a new uh, position in my head just because I'm answering it honestly. I think traditionally my first response would be, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine, how are you? But this week I, I'm answering it in as honest and transparent form as I can because I, I, I don't have the energy. I don't, I don't have the, the capacity to, to cover it up. And right now I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm mad, I'm scared, uh, and I'm also hurt. And, and it, it just makes for a combination of feelings that constantly keeps me just not not at ease. I'm, I'm, I'm not able to fully, uh, you know, dive into topics or dive into uh, subject matter the way that I normally would. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this is something that will find a way to uh, get better over time. But it's definitely this week has, has been, it's been very, very tough for me, uh, just given my own experience in this country, uh, given my own experience with racism, my own experience with the, the fear of, of the police, um, it's just all of that has uh, rushed forward. It's a, you know, it, it's a trauma that I don't think I, I truly recognize or truly uh, understood the impact it had on me. And so that's something that has, has definitely been, been a heavy weight. And uh, I'll touch a little bit on that in a, in a few, but I, I do want to take a step back and just really call out what's happening. Uh, and and it was it was something that was said earlier this week. I, I had a chance to participate in a uh, diversity summit, uh, which was was perfectly timed for for the Mills Week, put on by the team at Ad Week. And one of the uh, speakers, uh, Tiffany Warren, shared that we're witnessing the unmattering of Black lives. And it, it put to words what I had felt. It, it put to words what uh, truly brought forward uh, what I what I was witnessing, and, and and what that means is that you know as we even watch the news tonight, you you look at the coverage of uh, curfews and you look at the coverage of protesters, and you look at the coverage of police officers. The the news outlets are more focused on property damage. They're more focused on 
what's happening from a logistics standpoint, then truly what it what is at play here, and, and that is a man lost his life, and it, and not only lost life, his life was taken away from him, and for and for what? There, there, there really is no reason. There's no rationale. There is no um, way that you could talk yourself into understanding or even coming to a place where you would make sense of it. And, and to me, that that's what's lost in all of this. And, and even though there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of uh, emotions attached to what we're seeing on TV and in, in social media, I, I believe that uh, an undercurrent of just the value of a black life and specifically the value of a, a black man's life is something that is losing value in front of our eyes. And, you know, as, as a, as a black male, that, that is very concerning for me. That is very much um, something that I, I truly can't grasp, you know, how do we turn that around or, or how do we get that movie in a different direction? But I know that it, it comes from a number of different places, uh, and and if you just look at the the history of this country and and the history of of black people in this country, it's probably no surprise why we are where we are currently. We're we're actually uh, just about to hit 401 years uh, since the uh, first slaves arrived in this country uh, back in 1619, and if you think about every single person that is in this country. I, I don't think that there's any question that everyone goes through hardship, everyone goes through struggle, uh, everyone has some, um, you know, acts to bear that they, you know, have to find the fortitude and the ingenuity to really work through. So I don't want to take away from anyone's journey or anyone's uh, drive to overcome something that's been difficult. But as black people, to be the only group of individuals that were brought to this country without having a choice, without being able to say, you know what, I, I would like to go to that land. I would like to be a part of that community. I would like to make that choice to join that nation is something that we don't talk about enough. And it's something we don't think about enough, uh, you know, in, in, in how that plays out with something as simple as the lineage or the history of black people the simple fact that we're labeled as black people or, or African-Americans, which is such a, a loose category of so many diverse cultural uh, lineages that had so many great things uh, individually. And that was just all mixed up, taken away and, and truly robbed from us as an actual you know place to pull pride from a place to know who were your ancestors who were your true ancestors uh even something as simple as a name uh and and i am someone that takes pride in my name uh i take pride in that anytime my name is represented that i want it to mean something i want to stand for something but to look at the names that we as as uh black or african americans carry in the in this country most of them are tied back to slave owners or they're tied back to some other uh, shift or transition, you know, multiple generations ago that has just stuck. And so when you think about uh, someone that hasn't had to go through that and is able to look back on their own ethnic background, their own culture, uh, and to know that that's something that really to be proud of, that was taken from us. I would also say, you know, as, as you think about the time we spend in school and, and looking at U.S. history, and, you know, everything from the mundane memorizing states and, and capitals to presidents and, you know, learning, you know, where this country came from, we're getting a very whitewashed version of that. 
I was listening earlier today to an interview with Spike Lee, and he made a point of George Washington, who is, you know, heralded as one of our nation's uh, initial first leaders, truly someone that, you know, many of us have had to do book reports, many of us have had to study and understand. He had 123 slaves. So 123 people that looked like me, the duality of that for black people in this country, I think, I think it's something else that's just lost. Um, also, if you think about black history month, this, the black, black history is American history. And, and, and that, that just, you know, it brings a certain uh, amount of weight that we as black people are carrying. And, you know, I, I can only speak to my, my own personal experience as uh, a, a parent, as a, a husband, as a someone, you know, hope, luckily gainfully employed during this time, it's a weight uh, because I'm worried and and I'm I'm concerned and I'm mad and I'm and I'm at loss at times. And, and as I think about my daughters, who who the world is is looking at through a certain lens of of being black, as I think about my nephews and my niece who are also being viewed through that lens or cousins uh, or even, you know, my, my parents or, you know, the generation ahead of us. Um, I'm constantly worried that that phone call that comes, you know, too early or that phone call that comes too late is going to be bad news. And, you know, the next hashtag is going to be someone that I know or someone that I'm related to. And, and that, that's a fear that is just always there. And it's a fear that has been elevated during this week and in this time in a way that's just is, is a significant amount of energy it takes to just, just bear that. And so I, I share that because, you know, as, as we go into another week, a lot of us are expected to perform. A lot of us are expected to show up uh, and be present and to deliver on whatever goals or objectives that we set out for, whatever roles or responsibilities that we've taken on. But I just want people to know that that's something that is very difficult right now. It, it's, it's very tough um, to do both of those and, and to be fully present while still having those uh, those thoughts and those worries in in the back of your mind, and 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 just being able to to navigate that is something that's that's not easy. You know, it's sometimes referred to as the minority tax, but I think during this time period, it's just a, it's a lot higher threshold that that many of us are, are carrying. So you know, all that said, I I think the other thing that is is very difficult for for all of us in in this country right now is that. We, we're looking for answers and, and we don't have them. You know, this, this is something that there is not a one-stop solution. There's not a one thing fixed that we can do. As I said, this is 400 years in the making. So we're not just going to flip a switch and then automatically everything's going to be, uh, you know, working in, in its best manner. And we're going to be in a place where everyone feels like we've moved beyond this. This is something that is going to take many, many years and many, many conversations and many uh, resolutions and, you know, innovative thinkers and a number of policy changes that, that are just going to, going to take time. And I think that's the part that is, is really difficult to deal with right now because it feels like we haven't even gotten to the solution part yet. It, It feels like we're still in the, the difficult problem part of this time and it's only getting worse and it's only continuing to deepen and, and all of those systematic things that are set up whether they be historical, whether they be things that have been put in place, just seem to be digging in right now versus getting better. And I, I just think as an overall people, um, we're boiling over 
right now. And I, I can't hold fault to anyone that is dealing with those emotions or that, that boiling over point in the way that they know best, because, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, having conversations like this, it's, uh, spending time with my family, it's getting on FaceTime with my parents, it's trying to reconnect and, and find a way to see the, the joy in life so that it balances out a lot of the other feelings that I'm going through right now. But, not everyone has those those opportunities or those ways to balance out. And so I, I think before we make assumptions that someone is, you know, a bad person or someone is not going about this creatively or or positively or, or what have you, we just take a step back and realize that you don't know what the other person is carrying and, and what that weight feels like and what their experiences have been. Uh, just because you know you 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 think you may know them, there's a lot that's happening under the surface that a lot of us cover up and don't necessarily offer up. But I do want to offer a few things that I think could be helpful. They definitely would be helpful for me um, as I'm engaging with my close circle of family, friends, and and colleagues. And so, you know, I, I don't think anything in here is going to truly change where we are as a nation, but I think it gets us in the right direction and hopefully turning things around. So uh, first uh, and foremost, I think we need to connect. We, we need to connect with each other. We need to check in on each other. Uh, we need to find a way to make sure our people are doing okay. Uh, and stopping to ask your black friends, your black colleagues, your black family members, are you okay? And, and be prepared to listen. It's not a it's not a gloss over question. It's not just something you're going to quickly move beyond and and go on with your day. But you need to be prepared to listen um, and hear where they are because we are all at different stages with our emotions and with how we're we're feeling. And and so I think that something has been helpful for me is, is the, the people in my circle that have reached out to ask how I'm doing and have truly wanted to hear and, and lend an ear, even if they don't have an answer, or they don't have a solution. I think just the simple fact of recognizing that it's a, it's something where we're all collectively in, but individually um, managing is, is important. So, so the first part would be connect. A second is stand up. And, and what I mean by that is we all have to stand up for black people when we witness any form of prejudice or racism or injustice. Uh, and, and this is even, you know, even more important for the allies out there that may not be black themselves. When you see that happen, when a black person isn't in the room, or you see that happen on a, a social feed or community group that doesn't feature black people, you have to be the voice that causes people to stop and question how they're proceeding. Uh, because without that, you know, we're, we're just going to continue to swirl and continue to have this ongoing perception of the Black experience in this country. And so it's really up to all of us anytime we see those things come across, again, digital, so, uh, virtual, uh, in-person, that we need to stand up and 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 make it known that it's not okay. Uh, it's not okay to perpetuate stereotypes. It's it's not okay to make jokes. It's not okay to simply go on with your life and act as if people aren't hurting. 
because that, that's another piece to me that has just been and truly eye-opening is that this this country is in the middle of a pandemic. It's in the middle of a crisis from an economic standpoint, but it's also in in the middle of a crisis from a racial injustice standpoint. And if we stop to recognize the pandemic and we stop to recognize the economic impact, but we don't stop to recognize the racial impact, then that you're, you're putting a value system on it there. And so I think it's important that, you know, we, we call that out and recognize that. And then I would say the, the third piece is just to look internally and, and recognize our own bias that we carry with us and to understand what it is, because first you have to identify it and then you have to actually work on solving it. So that, that bias could be anything from the way that you respond to seeing someone that looks differently than you, the way you respond to having a conversation with someone that has a different perspective than you, the way you respond to just naturally being uncomfortable. I, I think the one thing that I've, I've seen a lot is that people's comfort levels have been challenged over this week. Uh, and all of us have to get to a point where we are okay being uncomfortable because if, if we just continue to go with the status quo and allow things to advance as they are, yes, it, it'll be, uh, it'll be comfortable in the current time, but it's going to get uncomfortable very quickly for all of us. And that's going to manifest itself in, in so many different ways. But I, I think it's just really important that we take a step back. We recognize that we all carry bias uh, and that bias could be uh, against another group. It could be against ourselves uh, or people that look like us, but being able to recognize it and work to overcome that is the other piece. So with that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to a time where we can, you know, move into a much more joyful and inspirational place. But I, I just felt it was really important for me to take a second and really capture some of my thoughts on what we're going through and how it's impacting me and, and just, you know, my own personal view. And hopefully uh, this helps someone, whether it's uh, expressing feelings you, you were thinking or it's opening up your exposure to something you didn't know. With that, hope everyone stays safe and uh, stay tuned for future episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button, write us a review, and send to someone else you think might enjoy it. Until next time, make sure you're sharing your story.